Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, Sister Cassandra. Thank you, Sister Gloria, for that song. Now we'll have the altar prayer by Minister Juanita Purdy, followed by another hymn. Father God, we bless your holy and righteous name. As we come together, unified in one faith, we thank you. We claim you, O Lord, as our Lord and Savior, and we thank you for allowing us to partake of this time of worship of you. Father God, we just thank you as we come before you today. We ask your blessings upon each and every person here. Lord, we ask that the Holy Ghost will minister to each and every person. And whatever it is that they may be dealing with within their life, and even collectively, we ask the Holy Ghost to to look upon each and every one of us as a church member, Lord, and we're asking you to bless refuge from the storm, Lord, and we ask that you bless the message, the message, Father God, that Pastor Blake will bring to us today. Lord, you give us seeds to sow into our lives and we pray that he will produce a, a harvest of 100-fold. Father God, you see each one of us standing in need of prayer today, and we're asking you to heal us of all our affirmities. You said that the affliction of the righteous are many, but you heal us of all of them. So, Father God, we just thank you that those who stand in need of a physical healing, we thank you for your healing power uh, to 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 rectify and strengthen their body. Lord, we pray for those who are in need of emotional healings and 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 soul healing, Father God, and those who have needs of finances. And, and and job opportunities. Father God, we put it all before you and we're asking you, Father God, to to help us, to bless us. Father God, thank you for making the path straight before us. Lord, we thank you. We praise you this day. We give you honor. We give you glory. You be magnified in our life this day as we we say we love you, we adore you, and we thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you continue to do. And 
Father God, I thank you that you have called us as apples of your eye and that you promised that you would take up our battles and you will fight against those who fight against us. You said vengeance is yours and we turn our justice over to you because you are a just God. And, and Lord, we thank you for doing a quick work in our favor and on our behalf. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And do we have a song, Sister Cassandra? Okay. I'll play one if we don't have one. Um I I have I have it. Okay. Mercy. So I would let go. Anybody in here ever felt like giving up? Just
Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I give thanks and praise to God, our Father, for being here today, actually. Um, And for each of you that have joined us this afternoon, I say God bless you. I don't take it lightly that you have taken the time to gather with us this afternoon because you could have chosen to do something else, but you did indeed choose to come and help us celebrate Jesus and thank God for his goodness and his mercy and his grace. I'm always proud to acknowledge the ministry team and all who participate in the service each week. Thank you for the part you play in what God is doing in this hour. Thank you for being committed to the ministry of the Lord God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then to God be the glory for all of you who live across these United States. It's kind of important that we just call out the states that are meeting with us from week to week um, so that we can appreciate what God is really doing as we have ourselves involved in an international ministry uh, our participants come from California to Maryland, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, Missouri, and Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Kentucky, Washington State, Florida, Tennessee, and even Canada. And we have to be so proud to know that our Father is able to cause this service to come together by conference call each week. But you all indeed make up the congregation, and I 
Thank you for attending. I pray you'll be encouraged by the word this afternoon, that song uh, by Kirk Carr. He said, I almost gave up. He almost threw up his hands and threw in the towel. He said, but God kept me. God held me close so I wouldn't let go. And that's kind of where um, Elder Carolyn came during the scripture and the prayer this afternoon, that God is always with us. And believe it or not, that's exactly where we're going in the message. I'm going to be reading three sets of scriptures from the same chapter in the book of Colossians, and it's kind of necessary to pull it all together. I ask you to listen carefully, write down the references, go back and read and meditate on it, see what God would say to you. From the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 9 through 14, 19 through 20, and 25 through 27. So that's Colossians chapter 1. Verses 9 through 14, 19 through 20, and 25 through 27. Verse 9 begins, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. I really like this scripture. It says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Then down to verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Jesus and through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Verse 25, I have become his servant, says Paul, by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in his fullness, mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm going to be focusing on 27. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery. And the mystery is told Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let us pray. Loving and kind, Father, we thank you, O God, for this day. We thank you, Father, for the power of your word, and we thank you that your word says you uphold the world by the word of your power. 
got your word says that it a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It can't come home empty-handed. It must accomplish what you please and prosper in the thing whereunto you have sent it. And, God, we thank you that your word you sent to us to heal us. And so, God, whatever condition we're in this afternoon as we gather around the word and as we expect the power of the word to work in us, we thank you in advance for blessing us. In Jesus' name, amen. The uh, title of the message, Because Christ Lives in Me, I Have Hope. And I'd like you to say that to yourself. Say that with conviction. Say that with pride. Say that with a, a clear understanding that that means you've got power available to you. So then say to yourself, because Christ lives in me, Christ lives in me. I have hope. I have hope. I have hope, absolutely. Have you ever asked anyone the question if they would be going to heaven when they die? And their response would be, I hope so. According to Evangelism Explosion, the key question is, if you were to die tonight and get to heaven's gate and the Lord asks you, who should I let you in? You might say, like many others, well, because I've lived a Christian life. Someone else might say, well, I'm a good person. I don't lie, I don't cheat, and I don't steal. Well, these are all good answers, but the only answer that is acceptable to God is because I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. When I took an evangelism explosion class, it was intense for us as we learned the proper protocol for sharing our faith in a way that others would come to know Jesus. However, the reward came when we went out and knocked on doors in the community to introduce Jesus to others based on our training. Essentially, this is what Paul was doing in the book of Colossians as he and Timothy wrote this letter together to the church at Colossus. Paul starts the letter by complimenting them on what he had heard about their sincere desire to live according to the instructions he had given them at an earlier time. As a result of what he had heard, Paul and Timothy were motivated to pray all the more for this group of Christians as they mature in the word of God. Paul is the assumed author of the book of Colossians, and he starts this book by chapter 1, in chapter 1, by saying, I rejoice in what was suffering for you. So where was Paul when we when he wrote Colossians? Just like when he wrote the letter to the Ephesians, to the Philippians, and Philemon, the book of Colossians was written during Paul's first imprisonment in Rome. So you see, he seemed to have always been in jail, but it was for the gospel's sake. Paul kind of sounded like Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Dr. King wrote quite a few letters from a jail cell. 
not because he was wrong, but because he was chosen to fight for the civil rights of God's people. I spoke about Dr. King and talking about the sufferings of Jonah three Sundays ago. Do you think Dr. King knew ahead of time what he would suffer for the gospel's sake? God had already chosen Dr. King before he was born to be the champion of nonviolent resistance to discrimination, oppression, and inequality to the people of God. We can read more about Paul's sufferings for the church in the book of 1 Corinthians. However, Jesus told Paul on the Damascus road that he would learn all that he would suffer for the gospel's sake. And Jesus did not lie. If only we knew that we would suffer, would we have made the same choice to follow Jesus? I would because of the hope that lies before me. Paul can declare to the Colossians and to us that it is because of Christ in us who is our hope of glory, that we can go through whatever comes at us. Paul learned time after time that Jesus was all all that he needed and that Christ's strength was indeed made perfect in Paul's weaknesses. It is on our journey that we too are learning about the sufficiency of the all-sufficient one. And that sufficiency shows up as grace, not from my source, but from God. Grace, God's ability in my inability. When I can't see a way, God has made a way. When I can't stand it another second, the persecution, the oppression, the cruelty, God takes the burden from me. When I don't know what to do or where to turn, God does. Grace, God's ability in my ability, my hope of glory. Paul is the only writer that I am familiar with that likes to talk about the mystery of the gospel. A mystery in the New Testament is something that had at one time been hidden but is now revealed to God's people. God had lots of secrets that God would only reveal through the prophets in the Old Testament. While Jesus was on earth, Jesus often spoke to his disciples about the secrets that God would allow him to share only with the disciples. Now we have Paul, who has been graced to have revealed unto him the mysteries that only God and Jesus had shared. The Apostle Paul used the word mystery 21 times in his epistle. In each case, the mystery involved a wonderful declaration of spiritual truth revealed by God through divine inspiration. A mystery is that which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and to the prophets. To the Ephesians, Paul wrote, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Even today, the only way the mysteries of the kingdom of God can be made known is through the church. Consequently, Christ came to dwell in you and in me by the Holy Spirit so that we, like Paul, can share the good news. We are not in this battle alone. Christ is in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul gave the best news yet, not to the devil, but the truth of a mystery and hidden wisdom of God that was available only to the church. And it goes like this. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Rather, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. There is so much more that can be said about the mystery of the gospel, so let me get to it. It is because Christ died and went to heaven that we have power. Jesus told the disciples, if I go, I will send a comforter to be with you. Remember that power from on high that Jesus took, told the disciples we would have when the Holy Ghost came? That is the power of the Holy Spirit that comforts, teaches, helps us to remember, and intercedes when we don't know what to say. Remember that Jesus said we would have that power for the express purpose of being witnesses everywhere we go. People today more than ever need to know of the hope that we have. They live in fear of terrorism, fear of loss of job, loss of home, loss of car, loss of loved ones, fear of failure and loss of savings and investments. And surely there is the ever-lurking fear of loss of health. We have the secret of living without fear. It does not mean that these things might not come to our door. It means when they come, the power that is within us answers the door. Therefore, we have hope. Our hope is of the glory, the manifested presence of God. When God shows up, things happen. For Moses, the glory meant that he could see the presence of God, not with his eyes, but in his spirit. For the priests at the dedication of the Temple of Solomon, it meant they could not stand because the presence of the Almighty was so heavy upon them. For Samson, David, Gideon, Elijah, and Elisha, the glory meant the death of the Philistines, the destruction of the high place that had been dedicated to Baal by Gideon's father, the death of the prophets of Baal by Elijah, and the resurrection of the dead for Elisha. When Jesus showed up, the glory caused the sea to be calm, the storm to cease, the lame to walk, the blind to see. The issue dried up, and the woman bent over stood up when the glory came. So if someone were were to ask you, why do you have hope? Look at the world. Wars are really happening. Family is against family. There are diseases, chemical and biological warfare, psychotronics and space-based weapons. Why should we have hope? Well, let me tell you, I made a little saying from the acronym HOPE. The first H stands for help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth, declares the psalmist. My help also equals the grace that strengthened Paul, you, and me. That's a good reason to hope, not in man, but I was told to hope thou in God. The O stands for one. Jesus was one man who died for all men. Once and for all, all our sins have been forgiven. Yes, I have hope. P stands for power. Jesus told the disciples that you will be endowed with power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
But then he breathed upon them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. The mystery is that the Holy Spirit does not need to come upon you to give you strength. He lives in you. Your temple is the home of the Holy Ghost. At Calvary, excuse me, at Calvary you were bought with the priceless blood of Jesus. The word says you are not your own. Look at yourself in the mirror the next time perpetrators come up to distress you. As you look in your own eyes, remind yourself, I am not my own. I have been bought with the price. These perpetrators are trespassing. They're illegally on my property. No, they're illegally on God's property. The E stands for eternal security. Purchased by Jesus at Calvary. If you or I were asked, why should I let you in my kingdom? Our answer should be because of Jesus. He's my water for my thirsty soul and the food that feeds my spirit. He's my joy and sorrow, my hope for tomorrow. And my grandfather used to say, when he prayed and got to the end of it, he'd say, and back over home, that's what he called heaven. Jesus is my hope for a home in the presence of God forever. There were two sisters who I loved to hear sing when I was a girl. I loved it because I loved the idea of family singing together. I had uncles that sang together, and today my daughters belong to a gospel singing group. But one of these two sisters played the piano, and they sang together in perfect harmony. They sang many songs that I like to hear. However, the one I'll share with you today is, one that just kind of stays with me, and I can still hear them. You know what? Their names were Alice and Alberta. But I can still hear them singing today. The name of the song is He's Never Left Me Alone. Bishop G.E. Patterson also sings it really well, for those of you who want to check it out on YouTube. But the word goes, since I gave to Jesus my poor broken heart, he never has left me alone. Since I, for the homeland, eternity did start. He never has left me alone. Then the second verse says, though winding and heavy the road may appear, he never has left me alone. The day may be dismal, the night may be drear. He never has left me alone. And the chorus comes out and says, he never has left me alone. He never has left me alone by night or by day. He's with me always. He never has left me alone. Because Christ lives in me, I have hope. You know what? I just can't resist it, but I'll just listen. Y'all plug up your ears if it sounds too bad. But the chorus goes, he never has left me alone. All alone, he never has left me alone, all alone. Oh, by night or by day, he is with me always. He never has left me alone. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Reverend Millicent, for that very powerful message of hope and strength in the Lord. Now, as we prepare to take Holy Communion, a hymn will be played. During this time, please gather your elements of water, juice, or wine, and a cracker or a piece of bread. Do we have a song? I can play one if we don't. I, I can. We have one. I can. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah. 
Let us commemorate the Lord's Supper. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now you may eat the bread or cracker that you have. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Now you may drink the wine, juice, or water you have. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes. Gracious God, may we who have received this sacrament live in the unity of your Holy Spirit, that we may show forth your gifts to all the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we'll have the invitation to discipleship by Sister Linda Jones. Thank you. What a wonderfully empowering message. Thank you, Reverend Black. We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we invite you to begin the steps to salvation by admitting you are a sinner Be willing to turn from sin, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again, and invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Start right now by taking part in this prayer, a personal and sincere prayer between you and God. Please bow and repeat these words. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. If you pray this prayer and desire to unite with this church family in biblical teachings and spiritual growth, we invite you to email us and leave a message. We will most certainly get back to you. The email address is refugefromstorm2016 at yahoo.com or refugefromstorm at aol.com. As we welcome you to consider becoming an active member in this church, we also suggest that you find a Bible-based church within your community for additional Christian fellowship, corporate prayer, and biblical teachings. For your personal growth in the Lord, there are many Christian ministries It offers sound teachings and Christian devotionals by mail, television, YouTube broadcasts, or Internet websites. We recommend the following, OurDailyBread.org, Charles Stanley In Touch Ministries, The Decision Magazine offered by the Billy Graham Ministry, and DrDavidJeremiah.org. 
We hope you join the referees from the Storm Conference call again next Saturday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we also welcome you to participate in our weekly Bible study every Wednesday evening at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Amen. Now we'll have our closing hymn followed by the benediction by Reverend Millicent.
Amen. I apologize for the quality of the music. I don't know what happens. If we know that it plays perfectly well on YouTube, but when it comes time to play it for worship, sometimes I believe the perps get into the quality and it doesn't come through clearly. But I tell you, if you would write down the names of them and go back and listen to them, what a inspiration I believe it would be to you. Thank you to each of you who participated in the service. This afternoon, I um, want to encourage those of you who who are not currently committing to participate in the, in the uh, different parts of the worship service, you are missing a blessing. I invite you to jump in there, pick up a piece here, a part there, and become familiar with the different parts so that you can also take part in the worship service. Ms. Linda, thank you. You're growing in in the Lord, I appreciate you t- taking on another challenge this week, and you did a good, well done. Thank you, uh, Elder Kellen. Every every week, we enjoy so much you leading us in worship. Sister Gloria, thank you for all that you do. I want to call your attention to our newsletter and the beautiful job she does. I uh, hope you have noticed that we have a, an official logo for Refuge from the Storm Church. And it is so, so beautiful. It was uh, done for us by Sister Gloria. And Sister Cassandra, thank you for all that you do. And I I do understand the challenges that you come upon because we do have an adversary and they want to cause failure in our lives. But there is no failure in God, none, none at all. I want to invite you to Bible study on Wednesday evening uh, at 8 p.m., same number, same code. Uh, we have about a prayer meeting on Saturday morning. The time is at 10.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central Time, 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, and the uh, t- uh, phone number and code is in the newsletter and then back here on next Sunday, next Saturday afternoon at 6 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, The words to that song, My Worship is for Real, I invite you to go back and listen to it on your YouTube channel. But it starts out, and the songwriter says, you don't know my story or the things that I've been through. You can't feel my pain or what I had to go through to get here. And you'll never understand my praise, so don't try to figure it out. Just know that my worship is for real. And I believe that I could look at each of you individually, and you, we would all have the same story. Nobody knows what it takes for us to get to this service on a Saturday, even though it's just a, a, around the telephone and the cell phone and the computer. But nobody knows the challenges that you have met from the beginning of this day to right now but you and God. Nobody knows how much pain you've been in all week long and maybe all day long and maybe all through the service. But you and God, and and to God, he knows that your worship is for real. I appreciate each of you, and thank you for sharing with us today. Uh, At the end of the the dismissal prayer, Sister Cassandra will end the recording, and those of you who would desire prayer, feel free to stay on the phone. Because he lives in me, I have hope. Father, thank you so much for making sure that we can know that we know that we know that we know 
that we are your children. Thank you, God, because you sent Jesus, first of all, to die for our sins on Calvary. Because of that exchange, Jesus paid for the penalty that caused our tumbles to belong to you. And because our tumbles belong to you, God, thank you that the Holy Spirit came to live in us. Thank you so much, oh God, that the devil did not know what he was doing when they crucified Jesus. Because if they had known that his release was going to mean our inception into the family of God forever, he would have changed his mind. But God, thank you that the Holy Spirit now lives in us, and because he does, we have hope of our eternal security. We have hope knowing that we never are alone. Thank you, Father. Now, God, bless every family that is represented here this afternoon. Bless them individually and collectively, Father God. Thank you for their desire to participate in a service that is lifting up and exalting the name of Jesus. God, meet us at the point of our needs. Help us through the days and the weeks and the months to come. Grant us, I pray, O God, grace to continue to walk in the steps you have ordained for us as we, God, are on our way to the greatness that you determined we would have before we were ever born. Thank you, Father. We bless you now. We love you. We honor you. We adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I did mean to invite each of you to consider becoming a, a, a um, contributor to the finances of the church. We really do have expenses, you all. Uh, we don't talk about it. They just kind of get covered by those of us who have, are walking in leadership. But, you know, this, is, this church is the church of the living God. And I believe that if you belong to churches before, <coughs> it's customary that you give in support of the ministry. <coughs> <That's>, <coughs> so uh, in our newsletter, you should find uh, ways and means for which you can contribute. And we would appreciate any assistance so very much. Sister Cassandra, if you would uh, end the recording now, and those of you who desire personal prayer may feel free to stay on the line. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.